I'm Neil. And I'm Brittany. We are a family on a journey towards financial and location independence. Each week, we interview successful real estate entrepreneurs about their chosen investment strategy and rate it based on how much money it took to get started, how long it took to educate themselves, how passive it is, and whether or not they could do it from anywhere in the world. Welcome to the Road to Family Freedom. Greetings, friends and families. I'm Neil. And I'm Brittany. You're listening to the Road to Family Freedom podcast. We don't have a guest this week. I'll be talking to Neil about uh, our first burr and give you guys an update. We'll take you through the process of buying, rehabbing, refinancing, and getting it rented. Sounds let's, good. Let's get started. All right. Um, so Timberland um, is that first property that we purchased. Uh Will you break it down? What does this property look like? Uh, it's a three-bedroom, single-family home, three-bedroom, two-bath. Uh, it is 3,000, uh, sorry, not 3,000, 1,390, 1,390 feet. <laughs> Square feet, yes. And where is it located? Uh, it's in North Carolina. Awesome. What did we purchase it for? Uh, we bought it as a foreclosure for just a hair above $60,000. Now, why do we look for foreclosures or similar properties? Well, uh, when you're, you're trying to find a property that's got some distress, um, either, uh, you know, you've got um, a seller who's motivated to sell because of a foreclosure. Uh, a lot of times the property, that kind of property is going to be a little beaten up. Mm -hmm. uh, it's going to need a little bit of work. Uh, the person that's selling it uh, or the bank that's selling it doesn't want to spend the time to uh, rehab it. Uh, and we do. We've got the money and the that allows us to force the appreci uh, appreciation. All right. All right. So what were the rehab costs for this? Uh, we, it's a, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we went in um, uh, estimating 20500 for the rehab. Mm-hmm. And what happened then? <laughs> we, went we went over budget uh, by about $3,000. Uh, there was a, a chimney that had to be repaired that was unexpected, and it cost a lot of money. Hmm. cost three grand, so. Is there something that we could have done to prevent that from happening in the future? Was that an inspection issue, or...? You know, uh, I have a good contractor on the ground there. Uh, I've got uh, our good friend Alex Felice has worked with him on numerous occasions. Uh, and he said that it was actually this is the first time he's gone that over budget in the nine times that Alex has worked with him, including uh, Alex has had other people work with him as well. So lucky us. Uh, lucky us. <laughs> Just kidding. Yeah. So it, it, ha it happens. I'm still curious. Did, did we have an inspection or did, was you know, it because um because it's a cash purchase it's not it's normally when you have an inspection like that uh that's usually when you're going to buy something with a traditional mortgage mm -hmm. uh, and the, the lender requires an inspection uh, when you're buying these houses uh you know cash uh you're buying them as is um, so, so yes, our contractor was in the house. He looked at it. He he made he made the estimate on uh, on the rehab, and and he missed it. Yeah. So. 
in the future, would this be something that we would want to have inspection? I mean, yeah, we don't, it's not required, um, but you're, we're estimating a rehab cost and it would be something that would, an, an inspection would show us. I don't Those know. areas. Yeah, it's a good question, and I and I don't know the answer to that. Uh, I'd be I'd be curious to hear uh, from people who are a little bit more experienced, uh, you know, flipping houses and yeah. doing things like uh, doing burrs like this, whether or not uh, they ever have it inspected. Yeah. So. I mean, I think the price is four to five hundred dollars. The only reason I know that is because somebody I follow happens to be moving right now yeah. <laughs> and yeah. spent uh, about that much for. Um, an ex inspection for their house that they're selling. Yeah. But, um, you know, I would have been okay with a $500 inspection if it would have saved us almost $4,000. So yes. yeah. something to think about. Yes. Um, I'm curious there. Sorry. Grilling my husband. It's fun. <laughs> um, all right. So uh, what was, um, what was our all in price? Uh, we were all in before the holding costs for about $83,500. Okay. What's a holding cost? Well, um, we bought it back in October, the middle of October. And the time, you know, one uh, holding cost is basically what it costs you to have the property before it is rented and refinanced. Mm. Okay. Um, so the cost of our money, because we bought it using a HELOC. Mm -hmm. uh, and so we had to pay uh, interest only payments on that. We had to pay for insurance, uh, which was a learning experience, which we'll circle mm -hmm. back to. Um, we had to pay for the utilities mm -hmm. while it was being rehabbed. Um, and that was basically the back, that kind of stuff. That makes sense. And how we mentioned, we purchased this with um, a HELOC as yes. our primary, that's from our primary residence. Yep. Awesome. Um, so we talked about those holding costs. What, was there anything else that we needed to account for? Um, I guess, I mean, you already talked about some of those. Um, what else did we sort of pay for? And then what was our final Final number. Final number. The, the, all the holding costs, the HELOC payments, things like that added up to about another $6,000, uh, which was a little bit more than I, I expected. Um, I don't think it's outside the realm of what's pretty normal. Um, we had, we bought it in the middle of October. It took us about eight weeks to rehab it. So it was ready right around the middle of December, which is a really terrible time to have a property ready uh, because it's the holidays. So people aren't looking for houses. Uh, so we actually didn't get it rented until the middle of February. Uh, yeah. And so that extended our holding costs and sort of what drove that up. I want to circle back because I mentioned insurance. Uh, when you buy a house with a mortgage and you're talking mm -hmm. to a lender, um, a lender really like takes you through a lot of the process of buying a house, mm -hmm. um, inspections, um, title, um, insurance. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and we bought this house and I sent the HUD, which is the closing document off to our future lender, the person who's going to actually put a long-term loan on it and asked him, you know, if he had any questions about it. He said, uh, where's the insurance? And I realized that I hadn't insured our, uh, <laughs> roughly $60,000 investment. Oh, 
Oh, good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, which is not that big of a deal. I've got, I've had real estate uh, investor friends of mine are like, Oh God, I've gone a month without yeah. insurance, but it was panic inducing for me. I didn't sleep very well that night until I could get a hold of the insurance company. And, uh, <laughs> so that's now on my checklist. Is, yes. Uh, anyway. So just for those of you who are wondering, we have talked about this. I do know most of this information. I didn't know yeah. about the insurance, but <laughs> I am playing a little bit dumb on most of this stuff just to, yeah, yeah. um, you know, make this more interview like, yes. um, but this is a, a partnership and, and we do talk about these things yeah. as you should with your spouse. <laughs> when you're, especially when you're spending lots of money. Yes. Yes. All right. So we, um, we did that delayed financing. Um, and so then we had to get the property appraised so then we can do the, the refinance, the refi. Yes. Um, what did that, what did, uh, Timberland appraise for? We, uh, we estimated it was going to appraise from anywhere, anywhere from one Oh five to one fifteen. That was, mm -hmm. we had a couple of, uh, um, we had some realtors in the area basically give us what they thought it would be worth, and it actually appraised for one seventeen. Awesome. So it's two thousand over what we expected. Uh, something. Uh, uh, no, we can go. We can circle back on the HUD thing. But so yeah, that was uh, that was very. It was very exciting when we um, came in over because that's roughly thirty five thousand dollars in equity. Out of nowhere. So yeah. It was a good day. And that just means that if we were to sell this right now, we would be getting 35000 We can kind after, of- After paying off earn, the loan. Yeah. Or we would start with 35000 and then after paying off- Yeah. The, uh, the remainder of our HELOC, HELOC, which we'll get into. Uh, and plus the cost, you know, usually you have to pay 6% uh, to a realtor, mm -hmm. you know, as the seller. So, you know, take that off the top as well. But yeah. Awesome. Yep. Well, only if we didn't sell it to a wholesaler. Yes. The very fun part is that we finish this and we all of a sudden get letters about, do you want to sell your house? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're out of, since we're out of state and uh, we're, the, it's not owner occupied, uh, as soon as you buy a property, uh, you show up on lists that wholesalers uh, pull from. And so you get postcard after postcard. Hey, you want to sell your house? Hey, you want to sell your house? <laughs> I, you know, like I said, I think it's a, actually this is a side note, but we've gotten several of those and we're keeping them because they, they maybe contacts that we could look to for future houses or if we really did decide that we want to just flip this over and sell it um then we've got someone we can reach out to because theoretically if we already have someone like that we can do seller finance just seller you know we can list it as uh sell by owner yeah and gotcha. save least three yeah. percent probably more because yeah. the wholesaler is probably not using a real realtor yeah. either yeah a wholesaler would probably not be interested in because we would sell it for retail and they, they're looking for discounts yeah however i will point out that i was throwing all these postcards in the garbage and it was my lovely wife who was like you know what you should keep those and call <laughs> those wholesalers uh, and ask them if they have any other houses. And she's absolutely right. Uh, and I've done exactly that. And I've gotten on a couple of, uh, I've, I'm on a couple of cash buyers list for wholesalers in the area. Uh, we'll see what comes of it. 
most wholesalers that I've come across are not all that great, but yeah, no, it's worth having contacts. We've had a couple other like cold calls slash text messages that have led us to other ones that might bring us a house. So it's always, um, worth networking because they might bring you something else as well. Yep. Um, but yes, I am good for something other than being a pretty face here. (laughs) Very true. All right. Back to the house. Um, okay. So it was appraised for 117,000 and we did a cash out refi and Mm -hmm. we pulled out 75%. Is that correct? No. Okay. So here was a lesson learned. Um, we, uh, we used what's called delayed finance, uh, which is a magical strategy where normally if you buy, a, if you burr a property, if you buy it, rehab it, uh, rent it, most banks are going to require what's called a seasoning period. And that's typically six months to a year. Mm-hmm. With delayed finance, you can actually... So I'm going to stop you right there. So that's six months to a year where the money that you spent on the property would stay in there. You couldn't get your cash back out because it hasn't, a mortgage hasn't been put on it. So you're not, you're basically not getting another loan to pay off the loan that you used to purchase the house. Got it. Exactly. Uh, So it slows you down, increases your holding costs. uh, And typically the seasoning period doesn't begin until you have it rented. Yeah. Well, and then you're also not able to use that money again, Exactly. which for us is, is a yeah. bigger one because we don't have as large of a cash oh, well, pool. The whole, well, and the, whole, and the whole point of Burr is that you're able to basically, you're basically able to redeploy capital again and again. You're basically able to yeah. re- reuse it. And the faster you can do it, and usually the, the more, the better shape you're going to be in. Awesome. So with delayed finance, when you, close on a property the first time like when we we the purchase price was about sixty thousand dollars and then we budgeted about a little over twenty thousand dollars for the rehab you include the rehab costs on the hud Mm -hmm. and so when you close we have to send all of that money um as part of the closing and then uh, that goes in escrow and the, the purchase price money goes to um, the seller and then the rehab costs, you know, go to whoever your contractor is. So we underestimated our um, our rehab budget. And when you close or when you go to refinance with a delayed finance, you can only get the most you can get back is what's on the HUD. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so we had roughly, we had $81,450 on the HUD. And so even though we appraised for, you know, 117 and 117, I, I don't, I, I don't have a calculator here in front of me, but 75% of 117 is a lot more than 81,450. Mm-hmm. We were only able to cash out refi 81,450. Mm-hmm. We could have, you know, I, I, I sort of went back and forth trying to decide whether or not we would just say, all right, skip it. We're, you know, we were already, it took us a while to, uh, to get it rent ready. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I contemplated waiting until the middle of April, it would have been April 15th before we could uh, refinance. And I just decided that it didn't, that the speed of getting it refinanced mattered more to me than and the, the extra money the left. extra money left in. So. Was there also a consideration that we bought another house? 
Well, so. <laughs> well, I'm not sure we, I can't remember if we'd done that. Had we done that before? Mm, it was getting close. It was getting close. Yeah. I mean, we, we have it right now. Yes. So it's, and it's before we'll it. April 15th. Yes. So yes. <laughs> yeah. So know, we needed that money yeah. to purchase that house. I don't know if we'd closed on that one, but we would have had to drop the, we would yeah. have drop it probably. Yeah. However, um, essentially what we did with the new purchase, and we'll get into details some other time about the purchase of this second burr. Essentially, when we got that cash out refi, we immediately turned around and took all those funds. Rather than repaying our HELOC, we just turned right around and took that cash out refi plus a little bit of extra from our our HELOC because it was a a bigger purchase uh, and funneled it right into buying another property, which is basically what you want to do. Awesome. Yeah. Um, Okay. So... We learned that lesson. Yes. Um, and so we, I think we went over that. We ended up with getting the loan for. So all, so all, when it was all said and done, we ended up with leaving about $11,500 in the deal. Um, Which means $11,500 that we currently have a loan for through our HELOC. Correct. Uh, their interest only payments at four point seven five percent, so it's nothing, you know, it's nothing terrible. Um, mm-hmm. We shouldn't have much problem repaying it. Um, and uh, you know, you figure we got into uh, an asset that cash flows for roughly two hundred dollars a month mm-hmm. um, for eleven thousand five hundred dollars. Yeah, um, that's what it cost us to to buy it. Yeah. So, Plus the plus, you know, thirty five thousand dollars in equity minus eleven thousand five hundred. We've got you know twenty four thousand dollars in equity. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, okay. Cool. So we let's see what have we not talked about? Um, what are we renting this property for, Neil? <laughs> Nine hundred and fifty dollars a month. Okay, that's not typical for the area. It is, and it's kind of right in a B-class sweet spot uh, for that area. Um, I like to kind of shoot for properties that rent for anywhere from 700 to 1100 a month. Mm-hmm. That's kind of a sweet spot. You get up, you get much lower than that, and you're dealing with a, a class of tenant that misses a lot of payments and doesn't manage your money all that well. Mm-hmm. And if you get much higher than that, a lot of in that area, uh, you're typically dealing with people who are going to move out and buy a house pretty soon because yeah. they've got the money. So that makes sense. So any other lessons that we didn't talk about so far that we have learned? Uh, so well, the, the delayed finance, <clears throat> it was a big one. That's yeah. really, I think the biggest thing that we learned was, okay, when we go in, uh, on the second house that we bought, uh, I overestimated, uh, I, I think, I, I know our contractor overestimated his rehab costs mm-hmm. and we put that on the HUD. So, yeah. um, so when we go to refinance, you know, we, we should be okay. Yeah. Yeah. I also think we should consider getting an inspector next time we buy a house. Okay. Maybe I'm wrong. You yep. can talk to your friends, but I still think $500, like $500 extra dollars would have been better than yeah. I mean, you, some of that's closing and stuff, but we probably, yeah, would you, we still have, if we hadn't had that oops, would we still have money in the deal after closing costs? 
Probably not. Well, well, a little bit. Yeah, we would have a little bit a little probably, bit. but it not probably not eleven thousand. Pretty quick. Yeah. Um, so. Cool. So maybe I'm wrong. Tell us. Yep. Let us know. Uh, and the other thing was just the insurance. Forgetting to. Yeah. To basically be Johnny on the spot yeah. with the insurance. So. Well, that's something. So you, we have a checklist now that yeah. we are able to go through. Um, and top of, I'm sure our contractor probably has a checklist. Um, and you know, so it's, it's something we had to learn, but now, now we have it as part of the process. So make sure that you do that, write your notes, <laughs> learn from your mistakes. Yes. Um, okay. So we have a second house that we'll talk to you guys about on another episode. We'll give you kind of the, the deets there. It's in the process of being rehabbed now. Mm -hmm. Um, and where we, where we head next. Uh, well, I think we're, my goal was to buy four in the next over 12 months, starting in October. So, um, you know, once, uh, once we clear off, um, once we refinance out of this second one, mm -hmm. uh, then we'll start looking for another one. Awesome. And we're also partnered on a flip in the area oh, as cool. well. So we'll which, update you on that as yes. well. Yeah. Um, see how that works for us. I'm hoping to get a good amount of money out of that flip and then we'll just pay yep. the healer off. Hopefully. That'd be nice. <laughs> That's the, the hope or even yeah. something small. But Well, and you got to realize, remember, we ultimately, what we ended up with is we came out of this with, like I said, 35000 a little over $35,000 in equity. Minus yeah. what we owe in the HELOC. So 20, literally we created $24,000 of equity and we have, um, we have a, a cash flowing asset at roughly $200 a month mm -hmm. and it's on a fixed rate mortgage for 30 years at 5.25%. Um, so the rates are low uh, and that's, we'll talk, we'll talk more about sort of how we feel about the economy on another episode. Um, but uh, right now, rates are extremely low, uh, which is a double-edged sword because it tends to raise the the cost or raises the price of real estate because people are able to buy yeah. uh, more house than they would normally be able to afford. But it's also a good time to to lock in those rates on rental property because chances are rent is going to rise over time, but that mortgage payment does not. Awesome. So it increases your cash flow as you go. So. All right. Anything else we need to know about today? Nope. Awesome. Well, it was lovely having you, Neil. Oh, well, thank you for having me, Brittany. <laughs> now it's time to go to bed. Yes. We're doing this. <laughs> we're doing this in our pajamas. Super fun. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Well, let's hit the road. Let's hit the road. Bye. Bye. And if you like this podcast, we would really appreciate it if you take just a few minutes and leave a review for us on iTunes. It's really simple to do. Just go to roadtofamilyfreedom.com slash review for links and instructions. Thanks for listening. We're doing this all again next week. Until then, safe travels.